Hey guys, welcome to this week's Money and Investing show. This week we are looking at artificial intelligence in the context of trading, building trading systems that don't just work now, but are able to evolve over time and respond to changing market conditions. Plenty of great information in here for you. Make sure you grab your pen and pad, take plenty of notes, and we'll look forward to seeing you in the show. Hey guys, welcome to this week's Money and Investing show with me, your host, Andrew Baxter, and as always, my offsider and co-host, Mitchell Laurentiel. Thanks for having me on the show, Mr. Baxter. Looking awfully intelligent with those glasses on. Artificially so. Yes, speaking of intelligence, there you go. You got my segue before I got there. <laughs> Let's chat about artificial intelligence today and specifically how it fits into the realm of trading. It is a growing area. Um, a lot of our clients are, have find their interest peaking in this area as well, hence why we've got maybe something down the wings as well. Look, I think there's an awful lot to be said for it, and technology has now got to the point where this kind of trading um, starts to make an awful lot of sense. So let's take a bit of a, a dive in. Artificial intelligence in the scope of uh, anything is where um, yeah, computers, programs, algorithms are able to are able to evolve over time. So for example, real simple one would be something like Facebook. It's noticed that you've started to click on and you've got a particular penchant for looking at cats and cat baskets. All of a sudden, because of that, more and more cat basket type adverts propagate your feed uh, and you engage with it more and you become a more satisfied customer. That's a really, really simple example of how uh, an algorithm uh, that's based on artificial intelligence can match what you see to what you're looking for. In the trading context, obviously, it's a little different to that. We're not talking about cat baskets. Uh, what we're looking at is building strategies that evolve uh, based on logic and based on results over a period of time and respond to market conditions and how they change. Really cutting edge stuff. Uh, and and uh, certainly uh, something that's a worthwhile inclusion, I think, in traders' arsenals. Totally. And there's the kicker there is that logic component that we talk of. And when we think stock market or chess or any sort of strategy um, or game of that nature, the computer always has the advantage versus humans. When you've got something that's a, a statistically based outcome, certainly um, computers can bring an advantage to the equation. Um, but there are also weaknesses with that too. The big advantage, of course, from a trading and money perspective is that having a systems-based approach removes any emotion from the equation, which you know, if we take a cross sample of the tens of thousands of people who've had the privilege to teach how to trade over the last couple of decades, um, yeah, emotion is probably where people come unstuck the most because they have uh, their decision-making clouded by that knee-jerk shock reaction or that greed impulse or something that sits in between. Well, Here's a, an interesting statistic for you just on that when we talk about emotion. Over the last 50 years, if you sold out of your positions on the Dow Jones or you sold the Dow Jones index effectively every time there was a pullback more than 2%, mm. in the last 50 years, you'd only be up 0.1% thereabouts, even though that index probably returns you know, between 6 and 12% per annum. So that knee-jerk reaction of emotion, selling, yeah. panic selling can really inhibit your results. Look, it can. And, and the easy way to get that out of your system is to spend a lot of time building up the muscle memory of being a good trader and building up that discipline. Sadly, a lot of people don't have the time to do that. And quite frankly, they don't necessarily have the mental fortitude to do that either. Uh, you know, we've talked about the relationship that people have with money uh, plenty of times before in this particular podcast. And if you can remove that as an obstacle to the success pathway. Um, I think that's a real positive and as a consequence, yeah, AI trading certainly brings something to the fore. So, you know, let's explore that in a little bit more detail. Well, what about the ability to back test results? Because that can often remove a lot of emotion. You plug in these systems into your trading screens and we can go through the nuances of that in a second, AB. Mm. What it does give you though is a 
a, a snapshot of the past performance yeah. of that particular system, which in making decisions can be very, very helpful, right? Very much so. And I mean, you can't say that without saying, obviously, past performance is no guarantee of future performance. But as industry and as industry professionals, I think the one thing we have to agree on is that past performance is actually a pretty damn good indicator of future performance when it comes to approaches to markets. And you're quite right. Having that ability to take a system and what we mean by backtesting is to apply where the entry and exits would have been triggered over you know, a, a fairly chunky amount of previous data. So you could look at, say, for example, if you're talking about a stock and you're trading Goldman Sachs, how would the system have traded Goldman Sachs over the last 30 years? How profitable would it have been? What's your worst drawdown or, or loss on a trade? Uh, overall, what's the average kind of return? What's the duration that you're in trades? All of the statistics uh, that fall out of that uh, can be calculated. They can be calculated very, very quickly. And, and as you build your system now, out, you can start to evolve your entries or exits or drawdowns and, and massage the system until it's optimized for that particular stock, um, moving the profitability needle considerably by learning from previous trades and applying them to uh, a better trading philosophy going forward. So it's incredibly time effective and very, very powerful if you, of course, know what you're doing with it. Which is, is the tough part, building these, which I know we can we can certainly touch on at the back end of, of today's episode, AB. What about the ability for those trades to be executed automatically? Mm -hmm. We're all busy people and no one wants to be up in the US market at 3 a.m. trading um, when we all value our sleep. So having that on autopilot is something the system can give you, right? It is. And as an extra strand to people's money uh, toolkit, I suppose, having that ability to have a truly passive approach to markets, which you know AI type systems can bring, is very, very important. I'd say there's a caveat on that too. And I guess we'll talk about some of the weaknesses uh, with this sort of approach shortly. Um, you do need to keep an eye on it. Uh, a, a good friend of mine, I don't know, you may remember there's a movie called The Bank. Uh, Anthony LaPaglia, I think, was the, the star in it. And it was talking about how they'd build a, a, um, a computer program to basically do all the trading for banks. This is way ahead of its time. It's actually written by a good mate of mine, Brian Price, very, very smart guy. Brian used to be a floor trader on the Sydney Futures Exchange. He and his brother Tommy. Uh, and now they, they actually own their own exchange, uh, FEX, down in Sydney. It's pretty uh, cool. He's a smart operator, a really nice guy too. Um, but that, that whole, um, that whole uh, system of having a computer trading for the bank was fiction then. And it's now, of course, the reality, and it kind of takes over and ends up blowing, blowing things up. So, yeah, there are some risks associated with that. And I think the biggest risk for your, your sort of Joe Bag of Donuts uh, wants to get into the market and has read a little bit about auto trading and AI type trading and wants to build their own system it's not as easy as just going, oh, let's throw some indicators uh, on the screen and then hook it up to our broking account. There is a, a very vigorous process uh, that I would suggest following. Now, we're very fortunate here with the resourcing that we have in our business. We have a trading laboratory where we can build these things and test them using some pretty good and high-tech equipment and a huge amount of experience in terms of building those systems too, particularly um, you know, a couple of the boffins that we've got in that team within the business. And you know, there is more to it. So a classic mistake that a lot of people make, not just in terms of their AI or automated trading, but also just in terms of their trading in general, is that they overly rely on using indicators. Now, I appreciate that's a bit of an oxymoron when we're talking about AI trading, which is all about indicators. So like diving into that a little more deeply, you may throw uh, five, eight, 10, 15 indicators on a chart. And I've seen you know clients come into the office and you look at their screen and it's like a bowl of spaghetti uh, or you can see a lines and parabolics and all sorts of things on there. 
And they go, well, you know, they're all saying the same thing, which makes it a buy. The, the challenge is that doesn't work. Just because more things are saying it's a buy doesn't mean to say they're looking at the uh, a variety of different information. So you need to use groups of indicators. So you might have oscillators versus trend following versus regression indicators. Uh, and most people analyze just price. You also need to analyze volume as well, because that also gives you a level of the commitment to what's going on. So building up uh, a screen that takes elements of all of those things starts to build up a pretty robust process. You know, if you take you know, the temperature outside today, it's 35 degrees. Uh, you could use Fahrenheit and say it's 95. The temperature is still the same. You've measured the same thing, you've just, and it's telling you that it's relatively warm, but it's not adding any value by using that second measure. You've got to use other things out there to help confirm that. And I, I think that's really where our expertise in that trading laboratory really comes to the fore, knowing the particular blend, if you will, of indicators that are going to give you the notes that you want. You know, a different way of looking, I went to, like last week, I was at a wine tasting, I invited to a wine taste, this nice vineyard uh, uh, and quite well-known mob here in Australia, and, and talking to their winemaker about how they blend the different grapes together to get the notes that they want, the depth and the and the and the and the follow through in terms of taste and so on and so forth. There's a skill in that. It's not just bunging some grapes in a bottle and hoping it's going to taste right. And trading is exactly the same. You need to have the expertise to know what you're going to get. Once you've got those um, elements all in the mix, go ahead and backtest them and see how they work. And don't just try it on one stock. Try it on a, a variety of stocks. Try it over a variety of time frames. So you're talking short-term trades, longer-term trades, very long-term trades. Um, are you talking with a stop loss, a very tight stop loss, no stop loss? Uh, are you just having an arbitrary drawdown? If the account drops by X, it turns itself off. Uh, when do you take your profit? All of these things are factors that you can put in and literally, you know, in a very, very short period of time, crunch, you know, hundreds and hundreds of years worth of data points in seconds to optimize that solution. Now, that gives you something that works at a point in time. That's an auto trading system. But where the AI comes in is how that auto trading system effectively upgrades itself and responds to changes in market conditions. So we're going through perhaps a period where volatility may be increasing. How is the system automatically evolving to become more efficient in a rising volatility environment or indeed backing away in a lower volatility environment? That's where the real crux of this kicks in. And even just listening to you then, there is a lot going on. <laughs> this is not for the faint-hearted. Yeah, no, you have to be skilled that, in I this. I don't go right? in that laboratory. I'll, I'll put the white coat on yeah, and pretend to, me. but that's not my... Uh, you and I, we're fundamentalists, AB. Yeah, we don't belong in the laboratory. I'll leave that to the experts in that room, that's for sure. <laughs> Probably a, uh, a, a topic worth exploring on that is in building a system once you've learned how to do mm. so and getting that snapshot can look pretty good, particularly when you see a nice profitable equity curve over mm. a long period of time. The mistake that we've seen many make in this instance is they probably then overgear themselves in that system. So they might trade with leverage or use CFDs, mm. which is fraught with risk in its own fashion because you're you're, you're working with borrowed money, right? Mm. Look, all of those things are very valid. There are other factors at play too, which can derail the effectiveness of a system. And you're quite right. You've got a snapshot at a point in time. So you go, okay, here's my game plan. This is what I'm going to do going forwards. The element of 
continuing to improve the system then stops. You go, I've done the work, I've created something that gives me you know, 35% return, um, 80 winners, 20 losers, the biggest drawdown 6%, let's go hard and, and gear up. And eventually when the wheels do come off with a system like that, it can be quite expensive because you've become rather complacent from a risk management perspective and place too much faith in the system that you're using. Like anything, you've got to constantly be monitoring and managing the effectiveness of that system. Some of the reasons for that um, aren't just overall market conditions change, but a lot of system trading, and particularly if you sort of look in the hedge fund space, and I've spent some time in that area, if you look in the hedge fund space, they're constantly looking to identify market inefficiencies and price um, arbitrage opportunities or price discrepancies. Markets evolve very quickly. They're very Darwinian and it's survival of the fittest. So where those price discrepancies exist, at some point, someone's going to find and fill that gap. And so if you found a system that identifies them, you're able to make some great money, that's good. But at some point, someone is going to be able to find that price discrepancy as well. And all of a sudden, the opportunities created by that are gone because the market's evolved uh, and crunched over it. Equilibrium, right? Efficient mm. market theory. And, and likewise, you, know, you can find, depending on the markets you're trading, how liquid they are and the nature of the strategy, um, a strategy can work really well on a, you know, a small account, 100 grand account, for example. But if you try and scale it, it doesn't work with the same level of efficiency because you start to move price, for example, and you miss out on, again, on, on getting the kind of fills that you'd like uh, and so on. So there is a requirement, and that's where the AI aspect of this comes in to constantly be um, evaluating and improving the effectiveness of how that system really operates. Yeah, and you know, that's one of the downfalls from that. The you know, People gear up too quickly, put too much money onto it, or they just leave it alone and let it do its thing. And when they open the cupboard door, everything's gone. I think it boils down as well on that, just to, to add, is is money management. Mm. So when do you start to increase your position sizes or take them off or mm. compound your returns? Mm. That's not as easy and not something that you can actually plug into a system. That really comes down to being educated and know what you're talking about, right? That's right. I mean, again, there are some hard and fast systems that you can build around this. One of these that I put together in our trading psychology course you know, 20 years ago, um, I like to use a moving average on my equity curve. Uh, and that gives you an opportunity to know when to scale up, and it also gives you an opportunity to know when to scale down. So, you know, if your performance is crunched up through your moving average, um, then you're going to scale up and take bigger positions. And as your performance starts to plateau out, or maybe you start to give a little bit back, you then start to take smaller positions on your trades. Uh, and the fact that, you know, auto systems can be hooked up directly to your trading account, you could have a really busy system where you could be doing 20 or 30 trades in a week or a day if you really want to have a short-term process in the markets. So, you know, how busy you want your system to be ultimately is down to you. And if it's little and often profits that you're taking, there's nothing wrong with having 100 trades a day. It's what your net bottom line really looks like. Uh, at the same time, because it's all set up on autopilot, you know, I'll just give you a, a, a little bit of a case study. Something happens at home. Maybe you, you've, you're not feeling well, so you didn't put your computer on that day, or you've, heaven forbid, you've had an accident, you've got to go into hospital. Four days later, you get discharged, you open your laptop, and, oh, gee, what happened here? So, you know, you do need to keep on top of these things. You can't just sort of set and forget it. So the work rate for you as the trader changes from the actual execution of the system, the system's doing that itself, to the management of the system. 
That's a real risk if you're away from your screen or let's say, as you mentioned, you're in hospital and your internet drops out, therefore your server's not running Mm. and you were supposed to close out of Goldman Sachs but you're still holding it, then there's a news item and the share tanks 20%. Mm -hmm. All of a sudden the system ain't turned on and you're in a pretty painful position, right? That's right. And I guess it comes down to any form of trading and investing, there's a level of risk associated with it. And you've got to find where that ball bounces appropriately for you. Uh, you know, when you look at these sorts of things on balance, and in the past, I've, I've not been a huge fan uh, of this kind of trading, but the technology now is so robust that, yeah, just if you asked me a couple of years ago what my take is on crypto, for example, you know, I, I would give you a very different answer today than, than back then for the simple reason that there's more water under the bridge, there's more anecdotal evidence of what's going on, and, and there's the, 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 the things have evolved. Uh, and so your view on things can evolve too. Uh, and so, yeah, a number of years ago, I probably would have been fairly, you know, pouring cold water on the idea of building this sort of stuff out. But now, particularly with what we've been seeing in the trading lab results-wise, yeah, we're duty-bound to push that out to people. Uh, and again, the the big advantages of that removal um, of you from the decision making, I suppose, which takes probably the biggest risk and biggest variable out of the equation. Uh, it removes the emotion from it, and you've got something that brings a level of consistency, which very few traders naturally bring to the decision making table, uh, depending on their frame of mind, their mood, how much sleep they had, what their overall um, view is that's clouding their perception of the market, bullish, bearish. Oh, I don't know, it doesn't feel right. Well, try articulating feelings in a trading plan is very difficult. It removes all of that. So there's a huge plus to it. Also, it can be passive once you've done the work of creating it. And provided you're doing a job of monitoring and managing it, you don't over gear your account and, and, and your asset allocation sits right. It's a fantastic way of adding value to your account. No question about that. Certainly a lot of pros. As long as you've got those disadvantages managed, I think, and you understand them, it can be very, very profitable for mm. you, which we've seen through the results in our, in our laboratory, as you mentioned. Mm. I guess the question to kick us, or sorry, to finish us off here, AB, is if you're looking at getting into system trading, how do you do it? How do you build one? I know we don't want to reveal too much, but just as a, a sneak peek here. Yeah, it's not something you can happen into, or actually you can't. You, you can fall into this by accident and, 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 and spend endless hours, days, weeks, months, years um, turning out like Beaker and the Muppets there trying to build your own system. And you may find something that works for a period of time and then you get frustrated that it won't. So building that enduring success is key. What I would suggest, and we're just in the throes of offering a two-tier service on this. So for people that want to um, learn the correct way, and when I say the correct way, you know, how do you measure correctness? The answer is simple results, uh, proven results over time that are demonstrable. Um, and a process to get there, and, of course. And a process to, to build the bounce. So you've got, um, yeah, it's kind of, you know, if you sort of think about Lennon and McCartney from a songwriting perspective, there's a pretty reasonable process there for writing hit after hit after hit. So it's hard to, it's not a one hit wonder. And, and I guess we bring that to the equation when it comes to developing and building those systems. So that's one thing. So if you want to learn how to do that, uh, we've put together a, a course specifically tailored to that. It's pretty unique here in Australia. There's a bit of them, there's quite a few of them in the US. I've been seeing that as we've rolling out a business over there. Uh, but again, oftentimes they're sort of the home hack that's had a go and come up with an idea and, you know, this is how to do it, but it doesn't stand that test of time as markets evolve. So you've got to have that evolution phase in there. And I think we've got that very well covered. Um, so that's one way of doing it. The second is what we're going to be offering clients that don't want to lift the bonnet up on the car and dive into the engine bay and, and 
you know, it's not everyone's cup of tea doing that. The key thing with this is no coding required. You know, it's actually, you don't have to code. It's actually a very logical process, how it works. It's quite user-friendly, but you know, there are people that don't want to do that. They don't want to know what's the best period exponential or displaced moving average to use along with my parabolic and my OBV screen to get my trade. Um, so for those guys, one of the things that we're offering is, I guess, think about going to the movies. I know that's not something a lot of people have done, you know, through COVID. Um, you know, you go through, you buy a ticket and then you go to the shop and there's the pick and mix wall. So you've got all of these different lollies available um, and you can choose to put in the bag what you like. Now, you might like sour gums, you don't like milk bottles, you don't like minties, but you like fantails. So you, you, you put in the bag the things that you want. Uh, we're going to be offering uh, a range of systems that people can effectively subscribe to or rent uh, and, and have that then applied on their account and managed for them. And all of the strategies that we'll be putting up for them to be able to use have already had all the hard work done. Um, you can bring up the performance reports and see how they've performed over periods of time, what the drawdowns look like. So you've actually got the hard numbers as opposed to this is what it should do. It's a question of this is what it does. And that sort of thing is very, very important, I think, if you're shopping around for something in this space. The instruments you can work it on, look, in reality, you can work them on virtually any instrument, uh, probably not so much in the derivative space because you've got that market maker component in there making that a little trickier. Uh, but anything that's a listed security, uh, whether it's in or, or, or or something in the forex space, or indices, CFD. or e CFDs, or ETFs, or, or pure stock, uh, you can apply that to. So you know, very very powerful way of getting people in the market and evolving. And it's going to become a bigger part of what people do. Make sure you get it right. If you're going to do it, get in early, get it right, and live off it for a lifetime. Great advice, AB. Thanks very much for your take today. I think we've covered off a lot of ground. And as we mentioned, um, it's certainly a rising area of interest in financial markets. And, and uh, look, if we can offer that to some of our clients, I think we've done a, a good job. It's a big rabbit hole to go down on your own. Um, don't do that. Let's work on that journey with you because we've been down it for a long, long time and uh, we can certainly guide you around in there. And, and if you don't want that, a lot of people don't want the labour pains, they just want the baby. So we can give you that too. Done. Thanks very much, AB. Anytime. There you have it, guys. Make sure you give us a rating and a review and share this with your friends so we get this information out to more people and we'll look forward to hosting you next week.